0: Good morning and welcome everybody. Your list of Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon,
1: good morning Lyle.
0: Morning Mon, how are you this morning?
1: Yeah, good as gold. How about you? I
0: am fantastic. I'm amazing. What are you thankful for?
1: I am thankful for uh, lemon eucalyptus oil.
0: Lemon eucalyptus oil.
1: Yeah, I'm about to grab some out of my bag and deal with the bad smell in this studio.
0: Oh, really? There's a. Yeah. Th- there is a. There you is a smell, smell in the studio.
1: It's coming from my microphone.
0: Oh. I'm yeah. not that close to your microphone. Do
1: though. you want to have a sniff? No. Yeah, have a-
0: no, 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 no. You know what it is. I know exactly what it is. It's all of your. It's all of your. Uh, that was
1: radio. That was Lyle on radio. It was two microphones. At the it's same all time. of
0: your eucalyptus lemon oil that you put on there yesterday. No, so no, it has no. It's now gone off. I'm
1: washing off like whoever it is that was using it in between. I
0: clearly didn't <laughs> brush You're their teeth. <laughs> You're a germ freak. You are such a germ freak.
1: What are you grateful for, Lyle?
0: I'm grateful that I, for the first time in my life ever, am married to an Australian.
1: Oh yeah, how'd that
2: go?
0: Yeah, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Oh, you had an a lot Australian. of fun. We had uh, the world's best town crier was there.
1: Oh, the world's best town. What do yes. What do they cry about?
0: Um, no, the town crier. You know the, you where the town crier is. They, they're the one who's yeah. Who but did the he prove that he was the best? Yeah, town crier? Yeah. He what got up and you? made an announcement and hear ye, hear ye, all that kind of stuff. That is so. It was cool. very cool. So it was cool. very cool. Did a blow on his trumpet, rang his bell this way, that way. <laughs> then pulled out his guitar and sang a, uh, a welcome to
1: Australia a slightly song?
0: irreverent Australia. Welcome <laughs> to Australia song, which was just awesome. It was the best <laughs> ever. Did he go
1: like hee hear ye, hee? Hear ye, producer Shell is now officially an Australian. Is that what he said? No. Oh.
0: he said Mrs. Michelle Southwell, which oh. had an interesting reaction amongst um, some of our um, some of the people who came to support Shell because they didn't know that her name was Michelle.
1: Oh, cause, cause they've only ever <laughs> known her as they know they're Shell. they are only Shell. Um, they what, Wait,
0: what? <laughs> who? <laughs> me, who's that? <laughs> so much fun. Yes,
1: Michelle Lynn Southwell, to be Yes. Yep. <coughs> Australian citizen. I'm very excited about
0: it. Subject of the queen.
1: a show. the first thing you've got to do is go, <laughs> she's like, what? I'm <laughs> subject of who? <laughs> yeah, the woman in England, she rules over all of us. Yes. Surprise. Gone um, from being a
0: citizen to a subject
1: now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, But now you have to go to the um, Australia Post and apply for your passport. I'm keen to see you with two passports. 30 days or 20 days. That's not long. That's not long. You've waited this long. Anyway, Lyle. Yes. Great show coming up for us today.
0: Yes. This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app.
2: For me, there'll always be enough. No sin, no shame, no stone could ever separate us from the one who gave his life for us. I may not understand that mystery.
0: Welcome back, everybody. That was Philippa, Hannah, and Abby Eaton with "How Now to Jesus." You listen to Faith FM, and Mon is about to sneeze. There she goes. Ooh la la. <coughs> Feeling better now, Mon?
1: Hail hey, sneezer. I'm fine,
0: thank you. Okay, what's the <laughs> what's the first clue for our quiz?
1: This is a Who Am I quiz. It's a character of the Bible. It's not like you know someone today. It's not like it's Lyle or President Trump or anything like that. Who am I? Clue number one, I ordered the death of 85 priests of the Lord. I ordered the death of 85 priests of the Lord. This person obviously uh, has a terrible side to them. Uh, Lyle has it correct. If you have it correct or you think you might have it correct, give me a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. 1-800-324-843. Or you can text 491 64 669 and, uh, and you can win the prize. Today, I'm going to give away a copy of The Great Controversy, an incredible book uh, written by E.G. White, one of the most life-changing books you will ever, ever read. Um, you can get a nice big copy over here, and um, it's got a beautiful white and blue cover, and uh, we will send that to you in the post if you can tell me the correct answer to who it was that ordered the death of 85 priests of the Lord. Lyle. Yes. Do you ever feel guilty about streetlights? Yes. Yes. Why? Uh,
0: you know, I, I, I see them as being a little bit unnecessary. How so? I have headlights. Yep. Um, now, maybe they're a bit of a security thing, but I never live in town anyway. So it's. Uh, it, I don't like streetlights because you've got to run your. You know, you've got, you, it makes it hard to sleep at night because the light seeps into your house no matter how mm. tight you put your blinds down. So they're unhealthy from that perspective. Um, they must have a uh, a purpose, you know, obviously for security and stuff like that, right? Um, and safety, but um, they chew up a chunk of electricity.
1: Look, I got to, I got to be.
0: would be costly to run.
1: I got to be honest with you, Lyle. Nothing inspires me to a criminal life more than street lights. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because, because, as you know, I often move around. And often I'll, I'll arrive at some new accommodation that I'm staying at, a new house that I've moved into. And I will, with dismay, discover that the street light out the front of my house is
0: shining straight through your window. It's stri- straight through my window. On and my you put face. the blind down and it still comes blasting it's, in.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and like sometimes you're like, oh, cool. I think I've achieved darkness so I can sleep properly. And then, like, once it all adjusts and you realize you haven't achieved anything at all. And, uh, and every single time while I think to myself, I wish I had a slingshot. And a really good aim, and just one big rock.
0: <laughs> I would just
1: take that sucker out, and I would sleep peacefully.
0: I've never, I've never stopped to think about the reasons for it because obviously they cost an enormous amount to run. There must be a reason for it. Uh, what they do do um, from the from the negative side, if you forget to put your headlights on, they don't prompt you that your headlights are not on. You can drive it's around true. you know for a fair while, and it's like I don't have my headlights on yep. until someone flashes their lights yep, at you. Done badly. that
1: many times.
0: Uh huh um and so you sort of wonder mm, anyway but there's obviously a reason for it there, I mean, there must yeah. be some science behind it there must be some research to make
1: admittedly as a single worthwhile as a single woman like i appreciate the safety they provide when i'm out late at night um you know or just you know go to the supermarket in the evening and the streetlights on. And, and i appreciate that I, f- I feel a lot safer sometimes there's like no streetlights and you're like you feel very unsafe it's all pitch dark um but I have some good news regarding streetlights because one of the things that makes me feel guilty about streetlights is not just that you know they're, they're often unnecessary, and I do I do like those ones where um, they have the the the, the motion sensor. Um, you see it on some, some of the freeways and highways in other parts of the world uh, where they have the motion sensor ones. But the thing that makes me feel so guilty about them is that I didn't realize until recent years how terrible they are for the environment, not just in in a, in a using up energy kind of way, but because they disturb the patterns of all kinds of flying creatures. So bats, birds, insects. Like it, the birds often use light to help their migratory path. And when the artificial light starts to outshine everything else, it actually messes them up. And so they've had huge issues with this. And uh, birds have gone extinct because of streetlights. Um, and they're only starting to realize it now. So they're trying to find a way to combat this. Um, and it looks like uh, an English county has come up with an ingenious solution, and they're uh, doing their bit to help their local area uh, because they have um, a particular breed of bat uh, in their area that's native to the area and uh, and that was becoming a little bit um, uh, uh, endangered because this particular species of bat is light shy and it just won't cross a road that are lit by white lights, um, which can actually stop them from assessing food supplies and water. Um, but the other problem it creates is the bright street lights. You know how they always attract the flies and the insect and the moths? But that's what the bat eats. So the bat won't go near the white light, but all its food has been attracted to the bright white artificial light, and so they're starving to death. Um, and so what they've decided to do is – and this is this is interesting. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, uh, they, are, they use an LED light, right, and they create a unique recipe of light – I didn't realize you could do, you could create a recipe for light, but they um they created one that was red in color and does not affect bats and their flying and feeding habits. Um, so the, the the street light, I don't know if, have a look at this picture, Lyle. You can see that they're red.
0: Yeah, that's kind of different, isn't it?
1: It's different, but it doesn't, like, it doesn't make it any, I don't know. I would have, if someone said to me, "Were well, you're using red street lights, I'd have been like, ooh, creepy. But looking at this picture.
0: Will it make people angry?
1: I don't think so.
0: Be interesting to see what actual effect it has on you humans. Know, on, on humans, yeah. I think. I think the best solution is live in the country, and you never have to worry about streetlights again. They are gone. But this is in see, the I country I have this thing side. called a torch.
1: Oh, ha, ha But this, but this is in the countryside. This, like, you know how they have a, like even I like. Technically, I live in the country, and even our like main drag.
0: You don't live in the country. Curry, curry it, is a country. Come on now. Come on now. It's to a town. You live anyway, town. <laughs> I live in the country.
1: Um, so apparently they've actually used similar lighting <coughs> schemes in the Netherlands, which have, uh, proved successful and helped to preserve bat species and other nocturnal wildlife. Um, and these new, uh, the Worcestershire lights are spread across a 60 meter swath of highway near the Wardenwood Nature Reserve. So it's right next to a nature reserve, so you can see why it was creating a bit of an issue. Um, but they said these ground baking lights are an excellent and great example of where we, where we have been able to adapt the usual standards to better suit the local environment. And I do think that's positive news. And I do think it would be great if we could just, I mean, just as simple as something as like changing the light bulbs to better suit the environment. We don't need those white, white lights. We can, we can live with red ones. If it helps the environment, why not? And so there's little changes that add up and make a nice big change. Um, so, yeah, so the citizens are adjusting to it. They're like, yeah, you know, the adapted lighting looks a bit different, but, you know, if it's good for the environment, it's good for us then, isn't it?
0: See, the other thing they need to do is just put a solar panel on the top of each one of these things and a battery inside of it. It costs a fortune, but um, right, right. It would, uh, maybe there'd be a long-term saving on it.
1: And, um, and yeah, and so apparently it, the red light, it's fully compliant with all the required standards, and I would love to see this in Australia. Hmm,
0: that I think would be, be kind of cool.
1: I think for a little while it would be like really novel and interesting. You'd have people like
0: driving if it stops bats, highway. If it stops bats, does mm. that mean if I put a street light over the top of my mulberry tree, the bats will stay away?
1: Hey, try it out.
0: I don't think it will because I think here in Australia it actually attracts <coughs> bats.
1: It's, well, this one... Because they come <coughs> to
0: eat all the insects.
1: Yeah. Did you hear what I said before? Were you texting? I, did, huh? I talked about that issue. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, but um, <coughs> I... I, th- I think the one in England is a specific species of bat yep. that has white light sensitivity. So I'm not – do you know what? You should research it. That might be a great way to – there's no pesticides you can spray to, to like, deter bats, is there?
0: Not that I know of, no. You
1: just hang a net. Why are you just going to a net and see, hang on, you have my, a mulberry My mulberry tree? mulberry tree
0: is enormous.
1: I didn't know you had a mulberry tree. How did I not know these – mulberries are my favourite berries.
0: Mulberries, like, I have so many mulberries – the bats eat a lot of them. Have um, you been,
1: I feel like you've been holding out on me. How do no, I not know no, this? It's
0: just a massive mulberry tree. It's like the size of a house mulberry tree.
1: Where is this thing? Yeah, in the paddock. Yeah, yeah. Is it to... fruiting right now?
0: No, but it will be soon.
1: Dude, I'm coming over.
0: So you need to come over soon because you'll need to get in ahead of the bats.
1: I'm going to bring my climbing gear.
0: Why? Are you you'll s- need to bring your climbing gear and a stepladder. It's a big tree.
1: I'll bring a big ladder.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Why don't mulberry smoothie coming up? It's the
1: best. No, mulberry pie, dude. Mulberry pie. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, all that. All the above.
1: Why don't you just buy a big old net and like? I
0: don't even know they make nets that big. Yeah, they do. They're tree
1: nets. You can buy them off Gumtree. You know me and Gumtree. I know everything that's for sale on Gumtree. (laughs) (laughs) I'll buy you a a net. for I have a tree net
0: on my plum tree. But on my mulberry tree, I, I do not even. How would I even get it up there? I'd need a helicopter to 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 lower it down.
1: No, you you need like all of us to chip in and help you.
0: Yeah, maybe that would work. Maybe that would work.
1: Dude, I'm gonna spend all summer eating mulberries off your mulberry tree. Good, if that's all right with you. You are
0: more than welcome to come and eat mulberries cool. whenever you like. I
1: might pitch a tent under. They you.
0: are the, they are the best mulberries. I'm so
1: happy right now. I didn't even know you South had Wales. a mulberry tree. Yeah, you know they're my favorite. You know they berry. have better
0: mulberries in Tasmania though.
1: Oh, get out.
0: No, they do. They have more flavour. Like (laughs) really, really rich flavour.
1: This is Chris Rice, Rock of Ages.
3: Rock of Ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy womb. Side which flow be of sin the double cure save from wrath and make me pure not the lay Thou must save and Thou alone Nothing in my hand I bring Simply to Thy cross I cling Naked come to Thee for dread Helpless look to Thee for grace Foul I to the fountain fly Wash me, Savior, or I die Wash me, Savior, or I die While I draw this fleece Myself. Let me hide, let me hide myself in the
0: Welcome back guys, that was Chris Rice, you're listening to Faith FM and I think we have a new record here in the studio, the Prize for the quiz has already been snapped.
1: Woot, up. Woot, woot. Congratulations, David from Kunawara, rah, rah. somewhere. Yes,
0: that place. Yes. Woot.
1: Yeah, David. Congratulations <laughs>
0: to David from somewhere who has uh, correctly answered the quiz on the very first prize, which means that we don't we don't even get to go through the rest of the clues. Very first clue. Very first clue.
1: Yeah, the answer very was Saul. Yes, that's yeah, right. He was the despot who ordered the death. Of 85 priests, of the Lord.
0: And thankfully only 84, well, not thankfully, but only 84 of them died. One of them escaped and went to David.
1: I'm going to have to start a new quiz.
0: You are indeed. I'm just
1: looking at this new quiz and it is way too easy.
0: Well, that's against the rules. Mm-hmm. We can't have easy quizzes here. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have an easy quiz just for today. Give okay. us an easy okay. We, we can see if we can break a record, another record. Oh,
1: yeah. Let's see how many okay. prizes we can break.
0: Yeah, okay, anyone, okay. Can get, get ready, day.
1: everyone. This is another Who Am I quiz, Bible character. Clue number one. I am also known as Hadassah.
0: Ah, uh, well, there you go. That's
1: super-duper easy-peasy lemon squeeze. It's us right. first clue.
0: <clears throat> One here's the number to call. You ready? Write this down. Type it in your phone, 1-800-324-843. Call now.
1: And you can win a Bible. I'm going to give Ooh. you a Bible. Oh, phone. oh, mm, oh, yeah, gosh, oh. Or text us, text us on 0491-064-669. Wild devastation fills my bones.
0: Really? Yeah. Why is devastation filling your bones?
1: I realize I left
0: my crochet at home. Ah, that's just hilarious. I don't
1: know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with my hands.
0: Mine's not going to be able to concentrate for the I'm rest of the show. I'm going to take two
1: pens and I'm going to crochet a tissue.
0: <laughs> just take a look outside, one. Look at that, just absolutely
1: Oh, it's bucketing down Sheets Hallelujah. of rain coming
0: out of the sky Oh,
1: wow This is
0: in Newcastle, of course
1: Amen
0: Yeah, um, and uh, of course, just at the time when a bunch of people are arriving for work Yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we Showers of blessing see, we'll Showers of blessing <laughs> on all of those And of course, those who arrive early for radio don't get to get wet <laughs> This is our good news for the day <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is a story about vaping that we're going to cover this morning. Oh yes, um, coming from the New England Journal of Medicine. But there's actually a bunch of uh, peer-reviewed research starting to come out on vaping. It's been around for less than ten years, yeah, and so it's been very difficult to get a lot of. Um, Good science could on you, it. You,
1: could you maybe explain to the listeners what actually vaping is? Because it is quite a. Electronic thing. cigarettes. Electronic cigarettes. Yeah, it's- so you
0: basically you put uh, a flavoured liquid inside an electronic cigarette, it puffs out um, a chemical steam that you then breathe in. It puffs
1: out of vapor. a vapour. A vapour. But, it, but it, does it actually contain nicotine?
0: You can get nicotine, you can get blueberry, you can get raspberry, you can get a, any different. Um. Um. you flavor. can you can get cannabis, you can get whatever kind of flavor you want in there. Okay, okay. Or you can purchase or you can legally get your hands and on. And so kids think this is Part safe. Part of the problem is yeah. that kids think it's safe and it's also extremely easy to experiment with. You can kind of put anything in there. Yeah, okay. And are like, oh, let me try this and let me try that. You know right. what I mean? Back in the day when uh, I was a young apprentice, one of the other young apprentices who used to love... Uh, experimenting with drugs you know he'd try and smoke anything he'd, he'd he'd put sage leaves in a in a cigarette and smoke that just to see what happens you know and so you got kids out there that are yeah. experimenting with this stuff and putting all kinds of different liquids in there
1: we do have a mutual friend who once smoked something yeah water, <laughs> um, something he found in a cow paddock uh, and was violently dear. ill afterwards yes but yeah but but from what i understand kids think that this vaping is safe because you can do like the strawberry and the blueberry in
0: well there's know. research that came out It actually, and, 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 and it comes to find out that it wasn't actually researched but this came out back in 2014 um in the european addiction research and what it was was a consensus amongst health uh public health experts mm-hmm. that vaping was 95 percent less harmful than cigarettes okay it was presented as research but really what it was was these experts getting together, having a cursory look at it, and going, "Yeah, we reckon this is going to be a lot safer than real cigarettes, and so we will back it, and they pushed the figures up until they got it up to ninety five percent but it was nothing more than actually just a hunch based on looking at um, you know the the various chemicals that were right. being used, that kind of thing. Because but even you, on you a like even
1: five <clears> percent <throat> of the deadliness of cigarettes is still too much. Yeah, that's right. Because cigarettes are crazy deadly. Well what that
0: did was it sent the message out there this is your safe alternative to smoking. Mm. And so it's seen a very, very wide uptake around the world. And the,
1: the cigarette world. industry was just overjoyed that they could have something that the technology at kids with. They invented yeah. it. And, and
0: right, and they could advertise it. You know, yeah. because so many countries had advertising bans on cigarettes but they didn't have advertising ban on this. You know, the United States and Canada just gone nuts with advertising pitched right. at children. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point that now a quarter of all high school students in the United States smoke e-cigarettes.
1: Which is disgraceful. It's gone completely it's, backwards
0: from where we were. It, We've just it, lost so much ground.
1: No, but like, in, anyone can see that this is a gateway drug. Okay, now think about
0: this. Throughout industry,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right, throughout industry, we, we have warnings a, a, a about, you know, in every workshop, there's warnings about taking chemicals into your y- your lungs. And if you're in any kind of environment where there is any kind of danger of chemicals going into your lungs, you've got to wear, you know. Or even dust. A mask, mm-hmm. an approved mask that is approved for those kinds of chemicals. How could we possibly expect that this would not be a bad thing? And now the research is coming out. Okay, tell and us. And this stuff is lethal. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely lethal. Okay, tell us. Um, it's caused hospitalization. It's caused weeks, you know. Otherwise healthy kids, weeks of intensive care. It's caused lung failure. It's called um, caused for a heart and lung uh, bypass machines, lung transplants, transplants, and at least four hundred and fifty deaths already. Oh, no and this is in otherwise healthy kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is amongst kids that we're talking about here. There's not you know older people who are sort of on their deathbed kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> is it too late so now? Are they all addicted? Well, some of them are addictive and some of them are not. And so I can't comment on, I don't have the research on how many of them are smoking uh, addictive substances as opposed to non-addictive substances. But scans are showing completely destroyed airways, millions of air sacs that have just been obliterated by these chemicals. Um, The marketing for it has become pervasive, persuasive and widespread in the United States and Canada. And you've got oily substances that are uh, building up inside white blood cells, airways, and lung tissue. And they describe it a little bit like this. You get a block of butter, get a, you know, a kilo of butter, melt it, it turns to a liquid. Keep heating it, it turns to a steam. You let that, then let that steam settle onto your popcorn. It makes your popcorn taste nice. But what it does is it goes back to its solid state. Right. And that's what you're doing. You are melting a substance, heating it to a steam, breathing it into your lungs where it cools and forms a solid, a solid substance. How can we expect that to go well? How
1: can you expect anything to, anything other than air to be healthy for your lungs? Yeah.
0: Now, there is the possibility, of course, that this is better than smoking cigarettes, and I would suspect that it might be. If that is the case, then it should be something that goes out by prescription to people who are already addicted to smoking as a harm reduction. mm uh, method rather than marketing it out there like oh this would be fun yeah one of the things that they are really struggling with is all the vape shops that create their own unique flavors oh because there's no testing there's no no testing no regulation mm-hmm. and they're just like oh we created this new flavor here try this try that try the other oh, here's a freebie. Um, and people are breathing all kinds of substances into their lungs that they have no idea what that substance is, mm-hmm. and what that's actually going to produce on their bodies. And you're getting young people whose bodies are actually turning toxic as a result of the chemicals. This is a story that I've been working on for a little while now. It's um it's been bouncing around the news for. And there's no governing body to no, and say,
1: "Hey, that's not safe."
0: Now Australia is a little bit ahead of most other countries in that we do have uh, some levels of regulation on this. But we are in danger of slipping behind. Of course, Australia leads the world in getting rid of smoking. Mm -hmm. And it saved our economy just, you know, millions and millions of dollars.
1: Oh, by the way, remember how I said that I finally uh, got the courage to tell someone they couldn't smoke near an entryway? Yes. Just recently? I've done it two more times since. It gets easier. (laughs) I'm I'm becoming a bit of a vigilante.
0: There you go. Mon mon the vigilante um, out there. So if you are a smoker, look out. Stay away from those entryways. Um, yeah, and so Australia, is, we've got our smoking down to almost uh, less than 10% of our population, which is just you know, light years Lord. ahead of the rest Praise of the, the world. Um, of course, vaping has been legalised in New Zealand and Scotland and a whole, you know, Canada and places like this, a whole bunch of different countries around the world, and now they've gone, oh, no, mm-hmm. because they've seen that rather than smokers using it as a way to reduce harm, there's been a massive uptake and now it's gone backwards.
1: They need to have a massive push, a massive campaign to wipe it out. You yep. need to have like a, like a parade come to town where kids can come and submit all their paraphernalia involved with vaping now, and get I, rid I of think, it, whatever I they think, have to do.
0: I think that I would support um, doctors prescribing it to people who are already smokers. I, I think so. As an alternative. But I don't really have As a, a temporary energy. alternative. Yeah, as a temporary alternative. Yeah. Anyway, this is Carly Fletcher with In the Name of Jesus.
2: There is salvation in the name of Jesus, in the sweet name of Jesus. Just claim His name and His righteousness. He'll stand for you, for He is true. There is salvation. Jesus' name.
0: back, everybody. You're listening to Carly Fletcher right there with In the Name of Jesus. We have come to our interview of the day section, but before we get there, we do need to announce that...
1: Someone's answered our next quiz. On the first clue. (laughs) That is two
0: quizzes in a row down on on the first clue. I think they're trying to... They're trying
1: to get the details, but the answer was Esther. Mm, That was who was also known as Hedassa.
0: I think they're trying to impress the new boss. Yeah. <laughs> the new yeah. boss is here.
1: Well, that person, whoever you are, uh, I know you are still working with producer. Show to get your details, but you have won a Bible. And in the meantime, let's just roll with a third quiz. Absolutely, <laughs> it's another who am I quiz. Another let's Bible let's character. Let's break a record. I am not. I am not taking that easy though. Now, I want to oh come on. On, come, on, no, come on, come on, come on, come on, come it hard now. Playing it no hard. No heart. Who am I? Jesus told the Pharisees and teachers of the law that they were responsible for all the prophets' bloodshed from me to Zachariah.
0: You might have me on that one You You might have me on that one Yes Okay
1: give me a call quick 1-800-FAITH-FM 1-800-324-843 Text your guess at 0491-064-669 If you can tell me before Lyle gets it right and Lyle doesn't They're have it right. Way off the mark. I will give you double prizes. Double prizes. Come on, people! Let's make it a record. Let's give away four prizes today.
0: All right. So joining us in the studio this morning is actually our new boss, Adrian Rathiel. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to be here. And you're our new boss for the breakfast show kind of thing, because yeah. obviously we're based out of uh, Melbourne and Victoria. So you're you're the new boss for this region. So. Um, That means that you have now come into a uh, position where you're in charge of uh, the Seventh-day Adventist churches in the northern half of New South Wales. New South Wales,
4: that's correct. Yeah, so from the Hawkesbury River, right through the Queensland border, and then out to the South Australian border and Northern Territory border. So it's a huge territory, vast territory. Big job. It is a big job. How are you feeling about it? Um, Yeah, (laughs) very excited. Um, but uh, it's it's yeah, just had one day in the office so far,
0: and uh, the, head's, the head's kind of spinning a little bit. Um, so we'll just keep that spinning by bringing you in here on yeah. Faith FM. Yeah. I was like, we we'll give you one
1: day and then you're in the studio, <laughs>
0: but it's great to
4: be here and to uh, to share with everybody yeah. listening. Thank you.
0: We would love to get to know you a little bit. Sure. Um, whereabouts? Whereabouts do you come from? Whereabouts did you grow up? Okay, so Adelaide is my home. Oh, there you
4: go. Yes, we have lots Adelaide. of listeners in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. Adelaide's a great city. It's it's not too big. It's not too small. It's just great. So, so yeah, big gr- shout out for Adelaide listeners this yeah, morning. Yeah, um, grew up there and um, came out of a family of. I'm one of five. I'm the baby actually, um, and uh, yeah, I still have. No, no, no. I have still have some relatives in in Adelaide, but um, most of my direct family now have moved on or or passed away. So, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And
4: um, did you grow up in a Christian home? Yes, I did. I was very privileged to uh, to grow up in a Christian home. Um, both mum and dad uh, were Christians and uh, Adventist Christians, and uh, yeah. So that was a that was a good start to the journey. Um, it didn't go uh, didn 't always go smoothly, there was a few bumps in the road and had to sort some things out, but um, yeah, very grateful for that upbringing mm. When was it that you gave your heart to Jesus Christ? Can you put a, a date on it or was it a process for you well i, I can 't I can't put a date on it, but I can put an occasion on it um, growing up you know you, you kind of um, you do the church thing mm-hmm. you know because that 's what mum and dad do. You go to church, you know you participate, all of those kinds of things. And, um, but, it, uh, there was a, there was a point in my life, I guess some of my friends were making commitments and I thought I'm not quite there yet because I want it to be my decision, not somebody else's decision. So I it was about, I was about 15 years old and I remember kneeling, um, by my bed one night and I said, God, um, you're there and I want you to be real and I want you to come into my life. And it was a particular occasion and soon after that. I uh, got more involved in church and made a commitment
0: uh, through baptism by immersion. Yeah. Now, was there, um, or, or, or who might have been some of the people that you know really inspired you at that time, at that age? Uh, like, for instance, were your older siblings, were they sort of leading the way or your your, your parents or was there, um, you know, a, a pastor or an evangelist or somebody in, in particular that uh, really influenced you, Or was it just, you know, between you and God?
1: Uh, by the way, I love the simplicity of that prayer. Just, are you there? I want you to be real. Please come into my life. And it, it really is <laughs> yeah. that simple, isn't it? And like for it a 15-year-old, that's it's just perfect.
4: Yeah. Amen. Yeah, um, pr- probably the looking back, um, I, I was privileged to go to a Christian school in high school. I went to a public primary school, but Dad and Mum sacrificed financially and sent us to a Christian high school, sent me to a Christian high school. Um, and there were some great teachers there who um, just really cared about us as students. Um, they went above and beyond, you know, like taking us on camping trips on the weekend and things like that and, and built just built relationships with us. They were a big influence on in my life, and then some of the activities at church, um, a, you know, like a youth club and things like that, um, and a thing called Pathfinders. That's like like Scouts, um, but with a religious flavour to it. Um, we had some great leaders back there, and uh, they were very influential in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So moving forward from now, from there, and uh, looking at you know our region here in Northern New South Wales, um, what do you draw? from your experience as a young person giving your life to Jesus Christ that you're going to bring to this particular region of Australia?
4: Yeah, good question, Lyle. Um, you know, it, uh, across Australia we're dealing with, with an increasingly secular um, society um, where religion is, and Christianity is being pushed more and more into the margins, into the corners. And I think, uh, I think our message needs to be very simple, that God is alive, God is real. Um and that he wants to be part of everyone's life and um and he wants people to be part of his kingdom, mm. um both here on this earth and 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 for eternity. Um, a lot of people, yeah, I mean they've they, a lot of people have been hurt by Christianity and religion as institutions or as entities. Um, there's a lot of cynicism there. Um, and um, obviously with you know, the growth in secularism and so forth. A lot of people are not sure whether even God exists. And I think one of our messages is that God is real. God is alive. And, and he's there and he's a loving person and he cares about us deeply and he brings hope into our
0: lives. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. You mentioned the role that Christian education played um, amongst other things, you know, Pathfinders and so forth, um, <coughs> in, uh, in you giving your life to Jesus Christ. And one of the great projects that you may or may not know about yet is that you'll get to be involved with the establishment of a school in, uh, in my region, which of course is out at Maitland, uh, yeah. Gillison Heights. Yep. Um, so that's, uh, that's going to be super exciting. Uh, Christian education within this region, how important is it? Oh, absolutely.
4: Um, very important. Um, interestingly enough, while um, I have actually been to that property.
3: Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this, and, <laughs> see, this guy's on top of, the g- <laughs> top of his game. No nice surprises. Many <laughs> years
4: ago, but um, I, I visited that property, yeah. Before oh, they forgot one. it was there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, no no Christian education. Um, I've, I've just come from the Greater Sydney Conference of the Seventh Adventist Church um, in a role there, and. Um, we have six schools there across seven campuses, and our schools are really great places um, where there's where value, where respect, where, um, yeah, just, just some basic, some, some, some really important principles are taught and lived. Hmm. And I guess, uh, you know, some of our schools, like, um, there are 80 90% students that come from non-Christian backgrounds um, because they like the ethos, they like the values that are taught there. And, um, we're very grateful, obviously, to the governments for their support, um, of Christian schools. But Christian schools play a vital role, um, for our church, our, our denomination, and certainly keen to continue to work, um, with our schools company here to see it grow and develop, um, and new schools, as you say, um, new schools develop because, they, they play a very important role in the community.
0: In our uh, school that is actually just uh, a couple of hundred metres up the road from where our studio is right here, Macquarie yep. College, we have about 40 or 50 students there that come from an Islamic background. Yep. Do you have any thoughts on reaching out to uh, and building bridges with the local Islamic community? Well, I think, um, I think our schools
4: need to be open to people from all backgrounds, all faiths, um, and I think it's great that, that um, they can be places where parents want to send their children. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity to build build some bridges and and build relationships and so forth in the community. And um, obviously, people are looking for value based education. And uh, yeah, we, we our, our schools across Australia welcome students from all backgrounds, religious or non-religious. And this would
0: be you know coming from Sydney, obviously, it's, this would be an area where you have a, a, a lot of experience because it's such a diverse city. It's it's such a cultural culturally diverse city. <laughs> it's it, it really is
4: incredible. It's 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 a great place to to live in work, um, but certainly very multicultural.
0: Yes, our listeners uh, probably don't know, but you and I used to work together down there back in the day, back in in Sydney, and Mon was a Bible worker there for a while as well, so you may not remember Mon, but she was around uh, back in the day. (laughs) But uh, yeah, those were... uh, that's that's Now, what I want to do is I want to just take a moment to to go back in your life a bit. We talked about you giving your life to Jesus Christ. That's not the end of your story. Um, What what is it that has brought you to where you are now? Because you've done a, quite a variety of different things in your life.
4: Yeah. Interestingly, um, I guess year 11 and 12, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, and God just, through various means, just kept tapping me on the shoulder and said, have you thought about going into ministry? I mean, random people would come up to me and say, have you thought about doing studying for ministry? So, when you get a few of those in a short period of time, it's kind of like, okay, God, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, off to college, I went and uh, did a four year course, and that began um, about 36 years of, uh, of ministry uh, oh, wow. across Australia, New Zealand, the South Pacific, um, in pastoral ministry, looking after caring for local churches, um, 12 years in youth ministry. So,
0: you, you, may, you would have probably studied, I'm assuming, at what we, and we have not yet announced this on Faith FM but what we can now refer to as Avondale University. Univers- university
4: College. University College. There university you go. University College. Yeah, yeah, that's where I stu- that's where I studied. Actually, yeah. my wife works there too.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, Fantastic.
4: yeah, just the last couple of weeks, it's been granted University College status, which is yeah. really exciting.
1: Yeah. So, 36 years of ministries, do you have any highlights you want to share with us?
4: Oh, Monique, wow. Um, highlights. They're all highlights. I mean, God takes you on a journey. Every place is special and different. You learn something in each place. One thing, I, one thing I have learned is um, never say never, um, and places that you don't think you want to go, God sends you, and you learn something special there. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's, been the, that's been the journey for us right through um, our ministry experience. Have you always ministered in Australia? No, no. So uh, five years in New Zealand, in the North Island, and two years out in the Pacific, uh, based in Fiji. Um, looking, I uh, was a youth director out there for what was then a region from Fiji right across to French Polynesia, including Samoa, Tonga, Cook Islands, um, and even Pitcairn. But we never got to Pitcairn because it's such a such a, um, a journey to get there. <laughs> How
0: many youth did you have in Pitcairn?
4: Um, yeah, there's some. There was, I think, there, at that time there was a church of about thirty, thirty-five okay. on, on Pitcairn okay. Island. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's 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 quite significant. But um, that's a, that, so that uh, being a youth director over a broad swathe of the South Pacific like that, uh, how do you actually, you know, how do you manage that? How do you how do you how do you reach out to young people when uh, so many different countries in such a broad territory?
4: Yeah, um, good question. <laughs> The interesting thing is that young people, the young people, wherever they are and whatever culture um, uh, they come from or their background is, and um, some of that was working directly with young people, but mostly it was working with youth leaders um, of local regions or areas. Um, so there was a lot of leadership um, uh, programs that we ran, training and, and resourcing and things like that, some big event stuff. But certainly, yeah, no, young people are young people. Um, I love working with young people. They're very open. They're very honest. Um, They don't beat around the bush. um, And they've just got lots of energy and thoroughly enjoyed our time in youth ministry.
0: Fantastic. And you've been here in the job for one day and 15 minutes so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got any ideas that you can share with us what you would like to see happening in this part of Australia? Yeah.
4: Um, you know, obviously, the, the Great Commission is there from Jesus. I mean, we can't get away from that. Um, go and make disciples. Um, go and make followers of Jesus. That's what we're about. And as I said, it's, it's challenging, um, increasingly challenging in a, in a, in a secular um, culture like Australia. Um, We've, um, the, the, our, our North New South Wales Conference here has been through a, 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 um, some unsettledness, so we just need to um, regroup a little bit um, and uh, reset and work with some new team members that, are, that have been appointed um, and get to know the pastoral staffing and so forth and uh, our schools company, obviously, and our, and our senior Adventist senior living company. So there's a lot to get our head around, but certainly the the strategic plan has been set for this church, for this area. And we're happy to uh, to to work with that and and uh, and follow that through.
0: Mm, fantastic! And so I can imagine that you'll be uh, spending a little bit of time on the road over the next uh, few months, get yeah, around. Yeah, a, I think that would be the case. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So if you're a listener in the North New South Wales region at the moment, then keep your ear to the ground. Um, it's quite likely that Adrian Rayfield, uh the new boss here, will be in your region uh, sometime soon, mm. and you might be able to go ahead go go along there, ask him some questions, get to know him. Absolutely. Find him. out all about him um, Welcome to the, welcome to the uh, conference We're glad to have you here Thank you lot Thank you um, mate We do need to move on with our show And coming up next we have Anthem Lights with the Blood Med- Medley You're listening to Faith FM Radio
3: All oh, victory in Jesus My Saviour forever He sought me and bought me with His redeeming blood, have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace? This hour, are you washed in the blood
2: of the Lamb? Come on. Are you washed, are you washed in, the in the blood? In the soul cleansing blood. blood. can
3: wash away my sin Nothing but the blood of Jesus What can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus There is power, power Born working power In the blood blood of of the Lamb There is power, power Wonder working power In, in the precious, precious blood of the Lamb Oh, precious is the flow That makes me white as snow No other fountain I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus Said so nothing but the blood of Jesus Are you washed in the
2: blood? In the blood of the Lamb He sought me and bought me
3: With nothing but the blood of Jesus
2: You're listening to Faith FM Positively Different Radio I came to church a beggar And found I have a saviour So I Anna say Hallelujah It is all so very simple Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event As two of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters Come together in concert October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church Call 0413-122-348 Now to book your seat I must tell Jesus All of my trials I cannot bear these Burdens alone In my distress